Hello, hello, and a good afternoon. Warm welcome from the big tiny house. Finally getting online. Um, checking with the internet connection, and hopefully this works just fine. You know, sharing my heart with yours from my prayer chair. Need to sit back a bit. But sharing my heart with yours from my prayer chair in conversation with the Father of Lights, not the Father of Lies. There's a couple of things he would have me bring up in conversation. Um, I'm not in the habit of telling people I pray for them. That's something I keep private. And yet, in doing the test run last week, he did have me mention and to encourage all of you that he does have me intercede for you. And he would have me elaborate on that a bit. You know, it is with the gift of the Holy Spirit. It is the Spirit of himself. And in that is to allow him, in sitting with him, standing in the holy place, sitting with him, with Christ in heavenly places, it is to allow him to pray through me for you, which is very interesting. And I need to make it clear and give opportunity, actually, to give you points of discernment. You know, anyone who does allow him to pray for another through you, it is with um, an oath of confidentiality, as in professionalism, but not everyone who does intercede is at liberty to openly discuss what they're shown and told. And so that does need to be made clear. He would not have anybody come in on the issues of the heart like a bull in a china shop. He just doesn't do it that way. And this is why I've made mention before. You know, he's always been a perfect gentleman. I have yet to experience him to not. And it concerns the issues of the heart, ever gentle, ever tender, around the sacredness of the heart. And there are, and I say this in general, there are those with the desire to flow in oneness with him. And so there are a few things he would have me bring up, but with the need to be tender and gentle. This isn't about the matters of the head. It is concerning the heart. We're in an hour where we've entered an hour of the unusual and the extraordinary. And to do so is to flow in oneness with him. And in that, there are those who are waiting for his instructions, not any man. His instructions, they're waiting on those instructions. However, what he would have me bring up and pointed out to me to bring up is those who uh, have that desire to flow in oneness is with the need to forgive yourself. And it can be the most difficult thing ever to be faced with the need to forgive ourselves. And I was wondering, he would have me share something. You know, I had waited all my life for three Pacific instructions. I knew it would be a turning point in my life and, I, and with the need to follow it through. I have shared before, 
as far as being on a journey, knowing I was on a journey to travel from beginning to end on the behalf of his people. And in that was to relate my every need with your needs, with the needs of others, always. So what I went through and what I share even now, what I experience now is always as it relates to others and how he brought me through those things. And in the time that he clearly and quite audibly gave me those three instructions I waited my whole life for. What I didn't expect, I was so disappointed, disheartened, is I found myself in a situation I would have not thought that I would be. It kept me from following through with those three specific instructions. And it had everything to do with this man is an important part of your life. It was his spoken word. Clearly and audibly, he said this from the beginning of the journey. And what I found after entering into the new life is that I had come to understand the conviction of the Holy Spirit in a way I'd not experienced before. You know, the world does the world, uh, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit does reprove the world and those in the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Of sin for not believing in Christ Jesus and for righteousness because he goes to the Father and of judgment because the Prince of this air has been judged already. These things are in play. And so in that, the conviction what I found after entering in that new life is that everything I thought in keeping him out of my life because he was a married man and there were other things going on, in coming into that new life, I had taken the written word and established walls around me to keep him out of my life, which was the complete opposite of what I should have done. And of course, it was a lesson we learned through experience. And so he had shown me a mini life review, not mine. It was of this man. And every time I resisted him in the five years of experiencing time with him, every time I resisted him, I was shown in this mini life review how devastating and painful it was for him and in turn affected how he would approach the rest of his life and the decisions he made. And of course, I was not thrilled, I was broken. Um, the walls that I had built up were suddenly torn down. They were, they came down suddenly. And what I did, what I came to realize in that moment is that I used the written word against his spoken word not a good day when you realize that you have done this and when we think contrary he is ever faithful to show us otherwise and as we go through life we learn and we grow and our perspective changes the more we're the more willing we are to learn the more we naturally broaden our horizons and like I said I was devastated I was disheartened to think I had done this to him, how I affected his life. And the walls that I built up 
they came down. They were broken down suddenly. And I actually asked the father to strike me dead with lightning and to put me out of his misery. I wasn't thinking mine. I figured I'd never get it right. You know, sometimes we go through life, we think, well, we'll just never get it right. What's, you know, what's the point? But if we know what's ahead, we won't give up. And he does say there's always hope for his people. Always hope. And in that moment, when I had asked him to strike me with lightning, get it over with, I'd done this man so wrong. It was everything contrary to what was designed, what the Lord would have me do, what the Father would have me do. And this man had done nothing but show me the face of love. And even though he was angry at the things, the matters of my head, what I came against concerning my head, he was still ever gentle and tender around the issues of my heart. And it was the conviction, I was feeling convicted um, even during those moments, not understanding what was being worked between us. And so in resisting, to openly love this man, in resisting that, I was convicted and I didn't understand. I thought it was this man personally, you know, and the power that came from him. But I came to find out later in entering that new life, it was the Holy Spirit and the conflict between my heart and my head, being out of harmony, being out of balance. And he would have me bring this up now because there are some that are angry with certain people, someone, something in their life. They're angry thinking it's personally from that person, that one person. And yet it is by the Holy Spirit. And it's to understand that conviction. It is to get our attention. It so happens this man, who is an important part of my life, is an excavating. When I first saw him, he was on a machine, heavy equipment. And so his living, his profession is to push dirt. In which case, on a very personal level, he was pushing the dirt in my head. He was pushing it away while walking around the issues of my heart. And in that, it inspired me to dig deep in that dirt and to find out what was truly from God, Father of lights, not the Father of lies. And so in that, in the hour we're in, is to have that discernment, exercise discernment. What is from the father of lights versus the father of lies? There are a lot of things being exposed, not all pretty. And yet it's to accept the truth the way it is. But at the same time, despite what the world thinks is going on, despite what they think they're in control of, even the elite who think they're in control of this global reset, they don't know what's coming. And to enter into that holy place, to do the inner work, to dig within our own dirt, and to find out what is truly from the Father of Lights versus as opposed to the Father of Lies. It is to, we're back to the willingness to forgive ourselves. We may feel broken suddenly, but in that, 
going back to, because I jumped, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, when I asked him to strike me with lightning, it was in having the written word, it coming up from the issues of my heart and heard, forget not your first love. And here we go with relationship. Relationship, forget not your first love. And to me, that is Christ Jesus. It's God, Christ Jesus. And do not forget your first love. And it's interesting to note, for those who can hear this, in the book of Revelation, you know, when he spoke to the church of Ephesus, he commended them with all the good things that they were doing. They were doing for him. But he let them know, you forgot your first love. They were doing it for him, but they weren't doing it with him. And in standing in the holy place, being at one with him, not only the courage and the faith to forgive yourself, forget not your first love. He did the forgiving first. And to not forgive ourselves is a slap in his face. It interrupts that flow of oneness. And so on that relationship, there's a reason to bring this up because we're also in an hour with the need to touch on the basics for the purpose of the advanced. And in the basics are the issues of the heart, but to do so in a gentle and tender way. And the heart, not concerning the matters of the head. Some people may feel like the dirt in their head is being pushed, and it is. We're in such a different hour. And as I said, there's certain things being exposed. But in that encouragement, there's always hope for his people to stand in the holy place, to have that stillness within your spirit, and know I am that I am. To know him and be in his presence, let his peace rule in your heart, and with the need to forgive, to forgive yourself, we all end up doing the very thing we thought we would never do. I never thought I would hurt that man. And when I was shown in what ways I did, that was awful. It was awful. And it was to rebuild those walls in spirit and truth. His spoken word, spoken word, written word, living in Christ Jesus in spirit and truth in spirit and truth in spirit in truth and it is to rebuild those boundaries those walls in spirit in truth and in standing in the holy place that self-care in his presence take the time make the time he would also have me say that those who are listening he would give you he provides us with strategy sessions on what we need to do on how he guides us he's orchestrating such a treasured diversity of lives we all have different things to do they're not all the same thing and in that he did say those who listen and at the risk of not listening, those strategy sessions will soon expire. Take opportunity, make the time now in having those strategy sessions. And again, the elite, those who think themselves in charge, 
they don't even know what's coming next. There is something, uh, this did concern me, how to best approach this. Um, it was shortly after election day and it was while in prayer and again. We're not always at liberty to discuss what we're shown and told. And so I've stayed quiet on this for a while, again, to stay fixed on God, to stay fixed on the work of his hand, what he's saying and what he's doing. And so concerning the, a vision unlike another, the man with the eerie whiteness of skin, without mentioning names, anyone aware of sharing that vision unlike another knows who I'm referring to. A, with the eerie whiteness of skin, he was divinely told to concede. In which turn he did say, I can't do that. I'd be a dead man. Considering our lives here in this world, could see those possibilities. But with what he said, he was then divinely told, you are a dead man already. You know, and here we go with the need to forgive ourselves and in his unwillingness to concede, he instead passed that puck, went public, demanding that another concede. The one man that God called to do the job and would get the job done. As I was told, he will get the job done. Duly elected by a landslide election, publicly told and demanded to concede. And it was to watch and listen since that time. The measures that were taken to try to prove he was a criminal. Trying to dissuade the public. Trying to dissuade, discourage, distract what really happened. But again, duly elect by a landslide election. And watching what God was doing, the work of his hand. And what he's saying today you know and here we go we may end up doing we all end up doing the very thing we thought we'd never do and when we think contrary he will show us otherwise and so even today it was brought up before concerning you know those who don't love the truth those that don't pursue it like it or not God will bring a delusion and cause them to believe in lies that's just the way it's done. To refuse the truth is to accept the lies. The truth is the truth, whether we like it or not. It just, it's our choice, whether or not it is a part of our reality, our life. And so it's been interesting to watch. The things I mentioned last week on the test run in the group here, you know, being told ahead of time the overview of this year from last year that there would be a slate of hands and this is how he said it word for word verbatim there would be a slate of hands a change of hands in June July and then things will settle back down in September and of course today is September 1st but in that when he said slate of hands that let me know something else was going on in the bigger picture a slate of hands I already knew in my world, in my life, 
that there would be a change of hands, and in that was to move from Colorado to Iowa to be here in this big tiny house. There were changes. And like the tectonic plates moving quicker than usual, being moved in new, new positions, there have been a number of people like myself that were on the move and being locked into new positions. So it is to, uh, I didn't want to lose that thought, be able to bridge it. But the slate of hands, you know, June, July, and we've seen different things take place in the bigger picture. There's a lot of politics, religion, and it is not only to be careful of our own behavior, but to take that time, self-care in his presence, make the time, and have a strategy session, and to listen. There's always hope for his people. So on that note, healing and health always, in the name of Jesus, his miracle working power. We're in an hour of the unusual and the extraordinary. Catch you next week. See you then. Okay, good afternoon. We are going to try this again and again. It changed the format of the picture. Um, I do apologize. I don't have another camera to back this up right now. However, I do have the audio. With the need to address things, um, I don't dare touch this right now. I may lose the picture altogether. And so, again, I, I do apologize. Um, I will be on the road, um, leaving tomorrow early in the morning. So I have a whole week ahead of me. I will be out of range. But with the need to touch on answered prayers and to do part two. You know, last week I did check. Uh, last week I did touch on the sacredness of prayer, the sacredness of heart with the spirit of prayer. And it was to touch on not being a bowl in a china shop. It's just like the father of lies to be a bull in the china shop and agents of darkness to be that way, bullies. And since recording last week, you know, I also shared as far as the man with the eerie whiteness of skin, excuse me, um, as seen in the vision unlike another. A dead man already in allegiance with the dragon. And here, you know, in doing the recordings wisdom Today, uh, I was given to do it in Roman numerals, and which is forthcoming, a number seven. But it was to touch on Philadelphia as far as being the, known as being the birthplace of this nation. And here last week, the man with the eerie whiteness of skin, in allegiance with the dragon, dared declare a political war a political war on conservatives. And so in that, it's not to touch on bullies, it is to address the sacredness of heart with the mystery of prayer. The things I was shown concerning that man, and it's to remember the others that I saw with him, also in allegiance with the dragon, it is to consider those things well. You know, and I have often wondered, asked, um, why these things were not brought up before, but again, being allowed to play his hand and to prove before the whole world just what a losing hand it is.
And I say that based on spiritually what I've been shown and told beyond my own human imagination, things I would not have even thought. And so last week it was to touch on the sacredness of prayer, sacredness of heart, with the need to forgive ourselves in that flow of oneness, those who desire the flow of oneness. And not realizing until I was shown a mini life review of this man is an important part of your life, to what degree I had built up walls around myself with the written word against the spoken word. And with this declaration of war, you know, a political war against the uh, conservatives, not going to touch on politics, not in the ways of this world, but it is to touch on spiritual warfare and the need for us to have our own boundaries, our own walls, but to have it in spirit and truth. There is something he gave me while in conversation. He had me write it down and he would have me read it to you now. And I will go ahead and I will also uh, type it out and pin it here in the group. But in that, he said, concerning the mystery of prayer, I do apologize. He wants me to read this to you, but it's also to explain because of things he's shown and told me, you know, when we allow him to pray through us, that's truly an opportunity and blesses him, giving the angels the work orders they need to fulfill those answered prayers to execute them in the natural realm, to put them into action, to bring them into manifestation. But how many times we find ourselves different points in our life, we have these inner groanings and we may be in a place or with someone, we just don't have the words to express where we're at or how we're feeling, what we're thinking, what we truly desire from our heart. And so, he was letting me know, okay, he just said, don't go there. And so with that, it is allowing him to pray through us in interceding on your behalf, allowing him to pray for you through me. It is for him to put those groanings with words to express spiritually for the angels to fulfill to fulfill those work orders for the angels, to manifest those things, for his word to come to pass, his will, as he sends his word, as he sends to prosper. His word does not return to him void. And to allow him to pray in such a way uh, unfolds many mysteries, seeing things. And real quick, he would have me say, the book of Revelation was written by John, the Apostle John. He was also known as the Apostle of Love. He was caught up in the Spirit, and what he saw was in the Spirit. But he was shown the truth, again, by the Father of Lights, not the Father of Lies. And in that, to the seven churches, he was given uh, to write to the seven churches, but to be to to declare the state of their spiritual condition, despite what they thought, how they may appear on the outside. And so in that, 
even last week I made mention of the Church of Ephesus. He commended them with things they did, but one thing against them, they forgot their first love. They forgot that relationship. And being engaged with him, they instead were busy doing for him, not with him. And how many times we get busy doing things for him and we overwork our faith muscles. And in so doing, it causes our nerves to become callous. And so there is a condition of callousness with some right now in needing to be still within your spirit and use your spirit senses and connect with that inner knowing. So in that, I will read this and again, I will write it up, post it, pin it here in the group. But he says here, be sensitive within your spirit. Marketing today is on sensationalism. I would have my people be sensitive, not caught up with sensational. Exercise your sensitivity. Using your spirit senses in hearing the truth, like it or not. Adhering to my instructions doesn't always come easy. It takes some doing on your part. Cooperating with me as a team player. Cooperation on your part is an act of faith. It's a matter of trust. And what you do or don't do reveals your trust and where that lies. Again, not always easy. It does take some doing on your part. Be patient, be kind to yourself. Adhere to my instructions to the best of your ability according to your role. And no, not everyone's role is the same. I have designed each role accordingly to complement one another, not in conflict or in contradiction of one, one with the other. My word confirms, not contradict, what I am doing. Listen to me always. Your perspective will change as you grow. In light of love, in light of truth, in light of my spirit, and growing in both spirit and truth. My ways are priceless. My thoughts boundless. Adhere to my instructions and you will see and be real with the state of your own spiritual condition. Be real with me. I do have your best at heart, your best interest in mind. And no more, just me. Not in my eyes. Not in my eyes, in my hand. I'm sorry, treasures in my hand, precious gems, priceless, boundless. Trust me, trust me in ways you already know. Trust me, I love you more than you can possibly imagine. My love, possibly imagine. My love is endless in the realm of infinity. 
I am that I am. Trust me. Like I said, I'll pin this and post it in the group. Sorry if I read it a little off there. But the thing is, how many times we think of ourselves, you know, here we go, to not disregard the importance of little things, and he did say, including ourselves. How many times we may, you know, talk to somebody and say, oh, it's just me. And so he's saying it's not just me anymore. Very precious in his sight. Um, like I said, I've got a lot of things going on today. We've got, hopefully you're not hearing this noise in the background, a neighbor is having their driveway redone. And so old chunks coming up and being dumped in a truck. And then of course, the reflection of light going by the cars. It's been a busy day. And again, we'll be on the road and continue to allow him to pray for you through me. Very precious, very precious. He did also want me to say those who, there are those I heard last night, someone that's known among certain camps say that no one can hear the voice of God unless they're born again. And here we go. That's not scripture. Doesn't line up with the Old Testament. Children of light, both night and day. Even Moses and all the people, the Hebrew people, heard the voice of God. And of course, the people, the Hebrew people, passed that buck on to Moses to have him stand accountable for them and relay that for them. And here we go with the scenario today. We have a bully. He would act like his word is supreme. And just, here we go, trust the Father of Lights not the father of lies. And yes, night and day, children of light, we can't hear the voice of God and it's to be sensitive within our spirit. Um, it's been my experience. Those who have entered in new life were not sensitive to their spirit in the old life, in which case they thought becoming aware of their spirit senses and their spirit body, that was all new. And those things don't exist in the old life and of course those of us who are aware of those things in the old life in the times of in the the night versus the day no that's not true and yes you can hear the voice of god abraham moses king david several others all the prophets in the old testament definitely heard his voice and so it is to use that with in context with the sound balance Real quick, he did want me to say, because of the bully on the playground these days, in the circus and with the air show, it is to um, keep in mind, and for those who have yet to, who are not ready and are and yet willing to enter into that new life, to enter into day, is to keep things in mind for when that day comes, and it will come. But as far as dealing with the bully, you know, here we go with the need to uh, establish our own boundaries. It's a warfare. And the divine revelations from the Father, the gates of hell will not prevail. And it is for each one of us individually to hold, be accountable in hearing him and following through with instructions 
doesn't always come easy. It does take some doing on our part. And I know I probably just missed some points there, and I do apologize. I'll be more geared. I'm not feeling quite fully settled yet. It's the beginning of September. It will come in September, so I'll feel more settled, and hopefully next week. So with that said, healing and health always, in the name of Jesus, his miracle working power. Listening within your spirit. We'll catch you next week. Have a good